So you're, you're going to see videos scattered throughout the day. A lot of times what we do on these anniversary dates is we want you guys to see that what's going on in here is much bigger than what goes on in here. There's, there's people all over the world that are listening to Daylight, that are watching Daylight's podcast and video, or listening to Daylight's podcast and watching their video cast. There's missionaries and humanitarian service organizations all over the world that we're supporting, and you're going to hear from some of those throughout the day. But wow, we made it five years. I mean, I, I, rem, I remember so vividly uh, the night before this, five years ago, pacing at my house, and I woke up at like 3.30 in the morning and went, and there's a pond near my house, and I walked around it, and I had no idea if this thing was going to work or not. We had, we had raised funds, we had sent out a bunch of flyers, and uh, we had raised a bit of a team, but there was, there, was no, there was no certainty as far as what the future looked like. And you guys have been so awesome. We, I had a, a, a pastor yesterday compliment me because he said it's very rare that he ever gets a, a, a ministry to contact him and say, hey, stop sending us money. But we were able to do that in our first year as a church. All these external supporters that were giving money so that we could make this thing happen, we were self-sustaining from almost day one. You guys were, were givers. You're, you're, you're faithful. I, I saw, is Karen Canary in here yet? She's out there greeting. You know, Karen was one of the very first people that popped up, and then she invited, like, her knitting group. And, 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 and that knitting group, is, they're still here. They're part of it, and I love these people so much. And it's just, you guys are wonderful. And I just, I just want to say thank you for getting us this far. And here's to another 50, not with me, but 50 as Daylight Church. <laughs> 15 might be reasonable, I don't know. But I want to I give you just a very, very quick, brief history of what went on here. And some of you have heard this story and some of you haven't. But basically, Daylight Church was conceived right here in this, in this building right here. It's, it, it was a Concord Assembly of God at the time. They've changed their name since then. But this is behind the Kentucky Oaks Mall in Paducah, Kentucky. And I was there at a meeting of ministers. And I was wearing a T-shirt and blue jeans with the holes in the knees. And I was surrounded by people in suits. And it was a bunch of conservative people, uh, conservative in their dress, conservative in their worship style. And I was a campus pastor at the time. And the, the speaker that day was talking about starting churches and the need for starting churches. And I'd been asked to start churches over and over in my life. And I always said no because I think pastoring was, at that point, I thought pastoring was a really lousy job and people are terrible. Is kind of how I viewed it. And he, but he was talking about churches. And, he, he talked, he, and the guy in the suit was preaching. And he said, he said, I went to a church this year, guys. And he said, he said, I met a guy in the foyer. And he was wearing blue jeans with holes in the knees. And he was wearing a white T-shirt. He says it wasn't even a nice white T-shirt. It was a Hanes Pack white T-shirt. And he went into the service, and the preacher was the guy in the Hanes Pack T-shirt. And he said, he said, guys, i got to tell you, to this room full of preachers, he said, it's the most powerful service I've been in in years. And I remember him beating the pulpit. He says, we need churches like that in Kentucky, right? And I'm the only guy in the room in T-shirts and holes in the jeans, right? <laughs> and so I say to God in this running conversation that I always have with him, I said, I, said, I could do that. Me meaning, if I was going to start a church, that's what it would look like. And all I know to say is I haven't thought about another thing since that moment was we got to start this church. we got to start Daylight Church. And, and, and I, I told God in that conversation while, while the guy in the suit was still preaching, I said, if we ever started a church, I'd want to have a really cool name that nobody else had. And all of a sudden, Daylight Church popped in my head. And I thought, well, there's got to be dozens of Daylight Churches around the country. So while he's preaching, I've got my mobile device out. And, and just, just so you guys know, you can always tell the person with their mobile device out because they're staring at their crotch and smiling. Just so, just so you know, from up here... You, from up here, you can tell, okay? And so I'm, I'm doing this. I don't know what that looked like from his perspective. But I, I looked up Daylight Church, and there's one Daylight Church in, in the entire country that I could find, Daylight Christian Community Center, which is in Detroit, Michigan. And daylightchurch.com was available, so I bought it while he was preaching. I bought daylightchurch.com right then. And I went home that night, and I said, Babe, and my wife's over here with, with one of our children uh, nestled against her currently. 
And I said, babe, I, I really think we ought to move to, da- or move to Louisville and start a church. And she said, okay, let's do it. I mean, it was just boom, let's, let's make this thing happen. And she had a great job. And my mom, who was on disability, was living in an apartment that we owned. And there were all these logistical concerns as to could we even possibly do this thing. But I, 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 I kind of pretended to fast and pray because people told me I was supposed to do that. But I was sold on this thing from day one. And, and so I sent out proposals. And we raised like 60 grand in like a matter of three weeks. I mean, just money started pouring in to make this thing happen. And, and we sent out 50,000 flyers, and that takes us up to, there's, there's a lot more to this story. We raised a team. We started with like six people. We turned that into about 25 people over time, over the summer. And, and uh, then we sent out 50,000 flyers to the local area. And, I, and we were moving into this theater that day, and I had no idea if anybody would show up. And 142 people came. And they, and they tell you that half the people will return. They say, if you, if you do a launch service, You'll have a big number, and then half will show up. And 71 showed up the next week, exactly half, exactly what the experts have always said. And for a while, we ran around 70, 80 people. And, and, and I don't know how, I stopped counting at year three because it was an emotional roller coaster that I just didn't need. And I don't know how many are in here today, but I know it's a, it's a good-sized crowd, and I'm excited about it. Um, so went into Stony Brook Theaters. I, I wanted to be in the mega cavern. I've told you guys that before. That's where I wanted to plant a church desperately. And I approached their leadership, and they basically, they said, my people will tell you no. They didn't even talk to me. They said, let my people, they said, you can talk to my people, and those people will tell you no. So I came here, talked to Felicia, the, the manager here at Stony Brook, walked in. Within two minutes, it was a done deal. And this was our number two choice, just based upon geographic location and, and the, the seating and the, the popcorn that you guys love. And uh, two minutes later, she had it done. She had come from Tennessee, where she had been in a theater as a manager, and had already had three churches in her theater. So she knew the ropes. She was like, okay, so you need this, and this, this, and here's the insurance you'll need, and, and here's the signage we'll offer. And she, she just basically told me how to do this thing. I was like, okay, let's make it happen. And so here we are. But it's been an exciting time. We sent out those 50,000 flyers, and people started showing up. And people in those days kept telling me a couple things. One, they would tell me it's a marathon, not a sprint. They, they would say, don't expect this thing to blow up and get huge fast. It takes, it takes time for a church to grow. Church growth is, is difficult and challenging. And they would also say that you would, you'll overestimate what you can accomplish in a year, and you will underestimate what you can accomplish in 10 years. And for this service, I've looked over what we've accomplished since that time and some of, this, some of the stuff we've done, some of the activities we've had, some of the groups that we've done, and it's just been spectacular. I mean, there has been a lot go on at Daylight Church in five years. It's, it's kind of stunning. And I just, I just sat down, and, and I, I busted this out in like 15 minutes. And it was just super easy because we've done so much. And uh, we've done book studies. I, I, I'll bet we've done 20 or, or maybe 20 book studies over the time. We've done theater buyouts. So we've filled this theater a couple times. We've filled other theaters for, for movie premieres. We, when Star Wars comes out and we're working on it this year, we're trying. I don't know if we're going to be able to make it, make it happen financially or not. But we've bought out Star Wars and then given free tickets to the community when... Uh, Oh, what's, what's the Pixar movie about emotions? That's what I said, Inside Out. So we bought out Inside Out and just gave away tickets to, to parents in, in the community that couldn't afford to take their kids to the theater. I mean, we've, we've done a bunch of theater buyouts. We've done nightlight services, which are extended worship services. We've answered difficult questions. No question is off the table at daylight. Christmas banquets, kids festivals. The first year we did our kids festival, like 1,800 people show up. The second year, like 300 showed up because it was at the tail end of a hurricane. It was just nasty. But we did it, and we, and we pulled it off. We did a health seminar with Brandon Molay. We've done campouts and meals and Bible groups, and we had a visiting scholar attend and teach us about apologetics, and we had more apologetics lectures, baptisms, lots of baptisms, lots of people saying, I want to be a follower of Jesus. We've worked with recovery ministries and recovery uh, organizations in, in town and hosted their graduations and, and sponsored 
sponsored retreats for, for the people in recovery, and it, it just done a lot there. We had a, I said Halloween exorcist-ish because the guy is not actually an exorcist. He's the guy that trains the exorcists, but we had him come in last year for a Halloween event, and he was fascinating, just a really, really great event. I saw a thumbs up in the back from one person. Awesome. Um, We've had difficult conversations. We've done baby dedications. We've done counseling. I've done a bunch of weddings. We've done work in soup kitchens. And, and the list could really go on and on. And it's just, it's really unbelievable what can happen in five years when people get excited about Jesus and excited about where we're doing something for their community. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm more excited than ever about Daylight Church and where we're going. And I expect that this list will be twice as long, five more years from now. And that has everything to do with you guys and how spectacular you are. So thanks. Thanks for all you do. We've, yep, applause is great. We have done three mission trips over the five years. One was to South Korea. Uh, that was early on. And uh, we sent a team that was helping a campus minister there launch their campus ministries. And so uh, they, would, they would go put on American meals, which over there apparently means hot dogs. And so they would, they would host these, these meals and go out and invite a whole bunch of people and try to boost this thing. And this, the thing is still alive. It was launching at that time. It's still alive and active and doing well. And we got to play a part in launching those campus ministries in South Korea. We did a trip to Peru where we assisted, again, campus ministries. And uh, you'll see those missionaries in just a moment from Lima, Peru, and what they do, uh, serving impoverished people in Lima and the surrounding regions. And then we did a trip to Memphis where we help a guy who works in the inner city. And he, he houses boys that uh, basically are coming from terrible family situations, and he gives them lodging. And then we went out and, and put on a festival for the, for the community and kind of boosted his ministry. And then we have some upcoming thoughts coming up. There's, there's a brief conversation we've had about a trip to Wales to, start, to help a church planning effort that's going on there, and, and we'll, be, we'll be doing more mission trips. We'll do them every year or two, these mission trips that will, will serve the world in some cause. And, it, and it's a great team thing. It's, it's just wonderful. As, as you see, we had fun. And one of us is jumping higher than everybody else, and that's Jordan Mitchell. I just, he's, he's a leaper. Um, but, but we had a good time. It's, it's a fun time as well, which is why we funded ourselves, is because we're not raising money to go have a good time. Um, but speaking of money, we have given away a whole lot of money over five years. We were committed from the very beginning that we would give away at least 10% of every penny that came in. And that number has actually been between 15 and 19% annually that we've given away. And so we've given away over $120,000 in five years, which is just stellar for a church. Understand this. When churches get planted, they don't become self-sustaining for at least five years, typically. They're on lifeline until then. We have not only been self-sustaining, we've been able to be generous from the very beginning. And I'm convinced that part of the reason we've been self-sustaining is because we're generous. We just are committed to giving away money and giving away and serving other people. But these are some of the things we've served. We serve missionaries at the 1040 window, if you don't know. That's the Middle Eastern, um, predominantly Muslim area of, of the Middle East. And so some of these countries I can't actually put on the screen because they're countries where these missionaries can't call themselves missionaries and they don't need to be known. But we're supporting missions, the message of Jesus being spread throughout the Muslim world. Uh, Wales, this campus, I'm sorry, this church planning effort, U.S. campuses all over the country, hospice care. So there's a ministry in town that... Uh, offers hospice services for homeless people. So people who have no family, who have no friends, and are in the waning years of their lives, at the end of their lives, they provide hospice care for these individuals. And we've, we've done minor, minority education on several occasions. Uh, we've supported the, the West Louisville Boys and Girls Choir that helps these kids come in and 
sing and they sing all over the world and then they get full ride scholarships to UofL and we sponsored some of their kids throughout the years and we continue to do that. We sponsored the Special Olympics. We've done benevolence ministry. This is something that goes on all the time that you guys are kind of unaware about and I should probably make known more. It's when somebody calls, somebody from the church or outside the church or one of you guys calls and says, hey, I've got this neighbor who's down on their luck. They lost their job a month ago and they can't afford to put turn their utilities on. We, we have a form they fill out and they can request benevolence funding up to twice a year and we help people with, with real physical needs consistently and constantly and that, we've done that since the beginning. We've got red light ministries. We've, we've served in South Korea and the ministries there, Peru, Croatia, families of LGBT. We, we support a ministry. So, so most, uh, 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 a disproportionate percentage of homeless youth are LGBT because what happens is when people come out or, or when, they, when they talk about their sexuality with their parents, they say, not in my house, and kick them out. And so we believe that, that, regardless of where you stand on sexual theology, we believe that's wrong and an injustice. And so we support this ministry that helps restore families of LGBT youth. And then we've done a lot of apologetics teaching, and we, we are currently supporting a, an unnamed country that I'm super excited about that is just opening up. And uh, I, I can only put unnamed country on the screen because the person that's going to be going is, is, is a dangerous thing to go to this country. And we're supporting them and encouraging them in their path. And so you guys have, have in, in your generosity towards the church and making this thing happen, you're making really cool stuff happen all over the world. So thanks for that. Uh, you're going to hear from some of our missionaries now. Here we go. Hey guys, my name is Kent, and I just want to congratulate you guys on your five-year anniversary. That is so awesome. And uh, just on behalf of my family, I uh, just want to just say thank you for you guys, uh, for your continued partnership. Uh, Paige and I, along with our kids, are serving as workers uh, in the great country of Indonesia. Uh, Indonesia is a country of 250 million people. It's the fourth largest country in the world, and it's the largest Muslim country. Uh, in the world and so uh, you guys your partnership makes it possible uh, for us to share the good news uh, in this country uh, currently for the last year we've been in language school and we'll continue in language school until the end of December and then we'll be making a transition uh, to a new location where we'll be able to set up new churches and teach at Bible schools and so forth and so we just want to say thank you guys so much uh, every month I see your partnership comes in and it just means so much to know that we have churches not only partnering with us financially uh, but praying with us as well so congratulations Congratulations, guys. Five years. That's awesome. Uh, I love your pastor, and I love you guys. So God bless. Bye-bye. Hi, everybody. I'm Bill Schrader. I'm Lena Schrader. And we are your missionaries to Peru. We want to wish Daylight Church a very happy anniversary. We're so grateful to be a part of your team reaching out to children of extreme poverty here in Peru, living both in the Andes Mountains, the Amazon Rainforest, and the big city of Lima. We're also pastoring a church revitalization project called Centro de Crecimiento Familiar. And you have us here on university campuses reaching the unreached, kids that don't know anything about the Bible, and we're um, teaching them Jesus. And so thank you so much for being a part. We love you guys. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Congratulations, Daylight Church, on your five-year anniversary. My name is David Tremontosi, and my wife Emily and I, and our three children, Judah, Caleb, and Hallie, are Assemblies of God missionaries in Belgium. Daylight Church has been a huge blessing to our family in several different ways. You all were among the very first of churches who began supporting us when we started itinerating almost four years ago, and now we've been in Belgium for over two and a half years. You also have been extremely consistent in your monthly support, and this has been a great blessing and a great encouragement to us as we seek to serve the Lord here in Europe. 
Your funds have helped to impact Europe in a number of different ways. For me in particular, I serve at Continental Theological Seminary, where I am the dean of the graduate school, and I also serve as a professor of theology in both the bachelor's and the master's program. We have students from over 38 different countries preparing to serve in pastoral ministry and other types of ministry all across Europe. Emily works with Breaking Chains Network in their Oasis Center, where she holds weekly outreaches in the red light district, holding Bible studies and various training for those who are trying to get out of prostitution. Thank you once again for your support. And again, we want to congratulate you, Daylight Church, on your five-year anniversary. So I'm, I'm super excited about these guys, and it's especially all of them, but the Trim and Tozies who you just saw, he's, he's basically training pastors and missionaries all over Europe. And I've been able to sit down with him and, and kind of pick theology and because and, uh, we want to make sure our funds go somewhere that kind of vibes with us. And he's, he's quite inclusive in his theology and, and a, a, a think-outside-the-box kind of guy, and I'm thrilled that he's going to be training missionaries and ministers from all over Europe and, and, and even some from Africa. And so, and these are things that we get to invest in every, every month here at Daylight, and it's, it's super exciting to me. It's, it's maybe my favorite part of what I do is that we get to invest in these places all over the world. And as you see, we've got a video cast that, and I think it's reasonable to say that as many or more people watch our video cast regularly as attend our church. I get feedback pretty consistently and constantly from people that are watching regularly. I get Negative feedback if we're late getting a video come like like people are like where's your video and and, and you know sometimes it just takes a couple days but people <laughs> and, and and actually I want to I want to thank Chris Booker and Marsha Roberts specifically for what they do uh, they're they're they absolute rocks how how many of you watched sermons before you attended it's it's really common as you look around the room a lot of people. They, they check us out on the, 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 the online presence is actually the portal to the church nowadays. It's not the front door anymore. It's what's going on online. And because of these guys and the work they do consistently, we, we have this great portal that people enter into. And so I wanted you to hear from some of those people, people who you maybe have never met but are listening and watching and observing. Here we go. Hi, my name is Adam. Uh, I listen to Daylight Online through my podcast app because, unfortunately, I don't live in Louisville. I listen pretty uh, kind of intermittently, but I've also caught up with the last five years or so of sermons uh, in addition to trying to kind of keep current. And yeah, it's awesome. I think HL is one of the few pastors who I always know that uh, I can listen to his sermons and both, you know, I really respect his opinion and the way that he approaches things. Um, and I also can trust that uh, I'm not going to cringe or yeah, doubt his motivations or anything when I'm listening to his sermons. And, uh, that's really valuable to me. And I think, uh, it's a fantastic like resource and, uh, probably honestly part of the reason why I'm still a Christian. So, yeah. Hey everyone. My name is Crystal Whitus and I live in Indianapolis, Indiana. I wanted to send a quick video to you and, and just really say thank you. I, um, I've been a fan of Daylight Church from the beginning. So for you know the past five years, I have been able to watch videos and messages that you guys post. And I have just continued to be just encouraged and inspired by the level of just authenticity and just genuineness that you all share when you talk about your relationship with God and you talk about things that 
you feel like God is doing in your life. Um, I feel like I've had a chance to hear a lot of you share your different perspectives on what having a relationship with God means to you. And even from a distance, I, I've just been very encouraged over the years. And so I wanted to send this video and tell you thank you. And I'm looking forward to seeing what Daylight continues to do in the future. And I hope one day I can get down there and meet you. Hello, I'm Jeff Carneal. And I'm Jennifer Carneal, and we are from Franklin, Tennessee. And we just want to take a minute today and say how very grateful we are for uh, Darren and Church of the City here. They've been such an amazing... That's, that's Daylight Church. That's, oh. that's HL. Who? HL. Right, HL. H, uh, HL, pretty good, pretty good. Um, I really like the popcorn. That was good. Popcorn was good. Uh, oh, oh, and, and HL did give me one very significant theological teaching. I asked him if bacon could be an idol, and he said no. So, so this guy and his wife are really good friends of mine for a long time, and he's just become a follower of Jesus in like the last year and a half, and, and we communicate a lot now about what's going on in his life. And he's, he's saying, and I think I've mentioned him in here before, he, he flew to the Jordan River to be baptized. He just he said, if I'm going to do it right, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. And, and uh, he's saying things like, if the Christ story is true, why waste time on anything else? I mean, he's just very excited about Jesus. And he actually sent a sincere video, but this one made me laugh so much I thought I'd share it instead and just forget that thing. <laughs> I'm going to ask Ryan Murphy to come up because, Ryan, I think probably your first interaction. Come on up, buddy. Okay. Uh, your first interactions with Daylight were, were on, online, basically. Is that, is that accurate? Yes, and I have no idea how I stumbled on the video. So, <laughs> I was trying to think of that, and to this day I have no idea. So you can grab so, this mic. I and I told him he had to change his shirt to speak at this church, but he just wouldn't listen to me. No, I don't know, man. Okay. I don't know. Just whatever. So I asked him to share just two or three minutes on what daylight has meant to him. Ryan? I'm just, hey. Hey, you're taking it seriously. I'm glad. I grew up in a bad church. Or, you know, Tom is of no essence there. So, all right. Oh, where's my timer? I really am going to set a timer because otherwise we'll be here until 12. You don't want that. So, I'm telling you. Okay. So, uh, my name is Ryan. And when he told me, he asked me Tuesday to speak and told me I had three minutes. And I got thinking about it. Um, if you asked me the hardest things in life for me to talk about for only three minutes, uh, that would be my wife, uh, my children, my parents. Um, I would have never imagined it was hard to only have three minutes to talk about a church uh, because it wasn't too long ago um, that I was railing against the church and uh, not saying such good things. Um, but with that said, I had to really focus on what I wanted to say today with only three minutes. So here's what daylight has meant to me. So the story of Christ. So this is a place where I can out loud say, you want me to believe that God turned into a man came down, chose to get killed on a cross, this gruesome death, then raised again, and then floated off. This is nuts. This is crazy. I can, I can say that in here, and I can ask those questions. And it is like this place is the exact opposite. Um, one of my friends I've known for a long time, she's older than me years ago. She has this keychain that says, God said it, I believe it, 
that settles it. Well, hey, lady, thanks for the conversation, right? Like, how am I supposed to grow as a disciple with that? So the very first email I ever sent to H, I never met him, and I just trusted him from the get-go. I told him a whole story. Um, and the emails I've sent him and the questions I've sent him have not been easy. Um, I don't know that there's really many people that I would ask the questions uh, that I've asked of him. And it's never been like, ah, that question's inappropriate. Ah, maybe it was, it's always, hey, let's talk about this. Um, and one time he turned it into a sermon. God bless you. Uh, so I did not anticipate that. Um, and so uh, that is what this place has given me. When he says, he says it's a church for not so churchy people. And I tell people what I think of this is, is like, this place is never scurred. Like, it's scurred or nothing. Uh, you're going to ask any questions, say anything, we're good to go. Uh, just don't cuss. Um, other than that, so, um, and I wanted, I also wanted to say this, one thing that I appreciate about H, when I first started coming, when I, when I would show up and it would be a guest speaker, I'd be a little disappointed, and after coming for a while, every morning on Sunday, um, before I came, I'd say a little prayer in my van, dear Lord, please let today be a guest speaker, amen, and so, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but, <laughs> uh, however, I will say this, um, the church that I grew up in, I never saw anybody but the preacher. Uh, uh, up front taking the bulk of the time while they let somebody talk for a couple of minutes. Um, but to have the humility to let guest speakers come and take your preacher time, um, that, that's a pretty cool thing. And, and here's why it's cool. I don't know if David Rudolph is in here, and I'm not trying to single anybody out, but uh, it was months ago that he came up here, and in all my times I've come here, for all the things that H has said, nothing has impacted me like the day that I listened to David. And David is not a preacher uh, David didn't spend a bunch of time in seminary. He's just a guy that told H, yes, I'll get up here and tell my story and tell all my brokenness and the glory of Christ and how Christ saved me. And David, if you're in here, if you were not, I stand, I still have this on my dashboard to this day. And it is a daily reminder because my weakness was selfishness. And so every day when I get in the van, I see be selfish, be selfless and serve better. So uh, I appreciate that I can ask any question, and I appreciate that H doesn't make people, uh, he doesn't require like some kind of degree from some church school. So anyway, uh, that's it, man. Thank you. <laughs> so some, some of the things that he touched on uh, are going to show up on a billboard on Taylorsville Road pretty soon. We had somebody say, hey, you know, what can we give the church? And I said, I'd really like a billboard. He said, how about if we do that? And so he's funding like $9,000 worth of billboard space for us okay. for, for seven months. Hey, that's you, right? That's what's going to be on our billboard, actually. Oh, okay. Like, like don't come to Daylight Church is what we're trying to. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, she, she's cool and all, but okay, we, we got to stop this. We, I got to talk to these people, okay? And uh, so when you're on Breckenridge, if you're, if you're coming off of the, of the Waterson and turn left on Breckenridge, there's some billboards up there. And this is what the, it's going to look like at the end of this month. And so this, it's actually not that big. It's the, it's the one on the left there <laughs> is going to take up that space. So you may be familiar with this area. You may not be. But about 90,000 cars a week go past this, past this billboard and are going to see it. And it's going to say, mercy triumphs over judgment, really big. But we're swapping it out. And I think this billboard kind of sums up who we are. We talked about where, we, where we've been, and now Ryan has touched on who we are and kind of our identity. And the billboard is going to say these four things. It's going to say, questioning the pastor is okay. And then it's going to be crossed out and say, encouraged. We want people that don't just file in and listen like cattle every week. We want people who own their own faith and own their own investigation and, and are asking the hard questions. That's what we desire in here. 
And then we're going to talk about rest being a core value. I think that's pretty uncommon for a church. I think, I think uh, most thriving churches, most growing churches work you and work you and work you. And the volunteers just, you got 20% of your volunteers that are doing everything and get worn out pretty quick. And the pastor is about to drop, drop because he's overloaded all the time. We want to make sure that we do this at the pace God sets. And, the, and God sets a Sabbath pace where you take some time off and rest. And, and, uh, and then finally, no question is off the table. And we just really believe that here. We believe that you can ask anything and that it's valid. There's... Um, we, we don't want to be scared is, is what it comes down to. We don't want to be scared to face off. And, and I think, I, think I, I know there's other churches doing this stuff, but I think that's Daylight's Distinctives. That's, that's who we are, and it kind of sums up who we are. Um, we also currently are still actively involved at St. Jude's, which is down on St. Catherine Street, we, which is the recovery ministry, and we just did the retreat for them. Uh, we have people that on a weekly basis go to Teen Challenge and Priscilla's Place here in town. See, see some Priscilla's Place ladies here today. So I love you guys. Thank you that you're here. You guys that are in recovery are some of the bravest people I've ever met, and we're just thrilled to be able to serve you. Um, what else have we got on here? Slevin Street. This is, this is Site 61. You may not be aware of this, but every Sunday night, uh, Site 61, which is a ministry in the Portland area, serves food to people that normally have a hard time filling their bellies. And people from this church deliver that food a lot of times, that we're still actively involved in that process. And then on Monday afternoons, we have people that go pack boxes, and they give away about 100 or 120 boxes full of of good produce and meats and stuff that has been collected from around the city. And this is, just, this, is, this is the stuff that's going on all the time that we, you know, we, we think the Sunday morning thing is the thing. And the Sunday morning thing is not the thing. There's, there's other stuff going on all the time. And then we do our annual uh, outreach at Regis Woods Nursing Home where we go in for Valentine's Day and just try to lavish love on people that maybe don't get visitors too often. And so these are the kind of things that we have going on. Uh, I've got a couple more visit videos from missionaries. I wanted to parse them out a little bit, so here you go. Here's some more of our missionaries or, or conceivably people that listen to Hi, us. Hi, Daylight Church. We are Stephen Liz Brannon, missionaries to university students across the Great Lakes area. We just want to say thank you so much for your support. You're enabling us to recruit, train, and coach missionaries and leaders to make disciples of Jesus. We also want to say that we love and miss HL and Kara and are so jealous of you guys that you get to spend so much time with them and we don't. So thank you so much. Love we appreciate guys. it. Hey guys, HL, Daylight Church, uh, Jacob Bach here in Madrid, Spain with On the Red Box, uh, prayer, evangelism, and training of evangelists. Uh, God's doing some amazing things. Um, we're still getting to pray with people every day on the street. We're going to celebrate now in October 17 years of daily evangelism on the streets. And I just started a 121-day challenge encouraging people around the world that follow us um, to do evangelism every day till the end of the year, till the 31st. And over 250 people signed up from 20 different countries. So it's going hopping. You guys are making it happen. And I just want to thank you so much for your support and for praying for us uh, means a ton to us. So God bless you and keep up supporting mission. Hi, Daylight Church. I'm Cindy and I've been working in Thailand in the fight against the trafficking of children. And for the past three years, um, you guys have been supporting me and I'm so thankful for you guys. Together we've been a part of the rescue and the restoration of so many children. And so I'm just honored to be part of your family. And I'm so glad that I get to celebrate five years with you guys. So happy anniversary. Um, love you guys. And thank you so much for your support. 
So, and I had to actually nix a bunch of the videos that came in from missionaries because we just don't have time for all of them today. But the second guy you saw there, Jacob Bach, has a ministry called On the Red Box where they're in the courtyard of the largest, it's the largest courtyard in Madrid, Spain. So basically, if, if you went to New York City and went to the busiest places, it's that kind of place. And they own a ministry center right above the McDonald's there. So you can imagine what a prime piece of real estate this is. And they go out almost every day and maybe every day and they put up this big red box and they stand on it and they street preach. And what they do is they draw a crowd through music and then hundreds, if not thousands of people will stop and listen. And then their people will engage the crowd after, after they've done their brief presentation. And just to, so, so when you hear him talk about evangelism, if you're not used to Christian lingo, uh, it, comes, it comes from the root word that means light bringer. And it's, it's basically trying to engage the culture, engage people with the message of Jesus and who Jesus was. And that's what they're doing consistently and constantly. So we're going to talk a little bit. We've talked about where we've been. We're talking about a little bit where we are and who we're supporting and, and, and that sort of thing. But we're really excited about some of the things that are on the horizon for Daylight Church. And one of those has to do with kids' ministry. And our kids are going to come up and, and do a little song for you here in a second. And then our, our new children's pastor. I see, I see Liz, the, the founding, father, or founding mother, I guess, of, of Daylight Church kids. Liz, would you come down here and say something too? Would you, would you after, after this little video, would you be ready to do that? We just want to know where you're at and what you're doing. But here's a little video from our kids. Hi, my name is Siler. My name is Timothy. Hi, my name is Hi, my name is Noah. What is your name? Joe. Hi, Drew. Hi, my name is Gabby, and I love Daylight Church. Do you like coming to church? What do you like about coming to church? You like that? That's pretty cool. What do you like to do when you come here? Help set up the table. You like to help set up the table? Yep. That's like a good way to serve, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, color. You like to color? What about you? What do you like to do? Color. You like to color too? Yeah, the table. <laughs> You've been playing hot potato at church? Yeah. Are you pretty good at it? Mm. Um, learning about the Bible and seeing my friends and uh, learning about the Bible. Playing games with my friends. Oh, it means running around with my friends, making jokes, eating hot chocolate with Papa. <laughs> Why do you love Daylight Church? Because Jesus loves us. That's a great answer. Um, learning about God. We study God. And my favorite work, worship song is called I Trust Even When I Don't Understand. Hi, my name is Mark Andrew. Of course, I'm in from the Slushy Machine. And <laughs> so, one thing I love about Daylight Church is. I just get to come and play with friends I have here and meet other people. Also, one thing I learned today, and maybe I'll know every day, is even though bad things happen to you, you can still trust God is with you. I love it. Where's Liz? Liz, would you come down here real quick? Yeah, Liz. So Liz was the very first person I called when we started Daylight Church, and I had always told her if I ever started a church, I was going to hire her as my pastor of awesomeness. Some of you have heard this. And her only job description was to be awesome. And uh, when we decided to start a church, they say you need three people, and one of those is a children's pastor. So I called Liz up and said, hey, what are you doing next year? She said, I'm not really sure. I said, well, do you ever think about 
leading a children's ministry? She said, all the time. I said, well, why don't you move to Louisville with us and start a church? And she said, yes. And she was with us for four years plus, right? Why don't you grab on this mic? And in eight seconds or less, tell us what you've been doing. Okay. So you got like a minute. Go. (laughs) Okay. So I left Louisville in May. I went to a mission school called Harvest School with Heidi Baker. Maybe you know her. Um, And so I did that school for about two and a half months. And then now I'm back living with my parents in Jackson, Tennessee. And I am waiting to transition full time. So I, I want to be an ESL teacher, that's English as a second language, at their base in Pemba, Mozambique. And I'm just waiting for their they, they want you to visit there before you commit. And so I'm just waiting for their visitor center to be open. And I'm not sure when that's going to be. So I'm just, I'm kind of living with, with my parents, working a few random jobs, and um, just waiting for doors to open. And I'm, I wanted to come here and visit everybody today on Daylight's fifth birthday and just say hey to everybody, and I love you guys. And, yeah. I'm just excited. Happy birthday, Daylight. So we want, Liz gave me like six months notice before she quit. If you want to know about integrity, that's integrity there. She said, hey, I'm going to be, I'm going to be transitioning a long time from now and gave us plenty of time. And due to some crazy events, we actually ended up kind of in a crunch towards the end of that time period. And uh, I, I actually put out an ad on Indeed.com, and I thought, I don't know if this is going to go anywhere and when all these jokers started applying for this job that don't even like kids, I mean, they practically could have said, I don't like kids, but I'll take the job. And some, I mean, their, their applications were just terrible. And then all of a sudden, right smack in the middle of it was this gem of a person that it was like, oh, flying off the page. And I'm going to ask Erica to come. And Erica has started with our children's ministry over the last, uh, you've been here about, a, about three weeks, a month now, right? And she's going to take things to the next level. And just as a stellar person, our staff meetings are so much fun with her involved, and we're just very excited about her involvement. So she's got a couple minutes to talk, just introduce herself and tell, tell you a little bit about where, where we're headed. Hey, I can't see you, but I trust you can see me. Um, so yeah, my name is Erica, and I am a native Louisvillian, Whoop. and I married a... Uh, the, probably the proudest member of the Fighting Texas Aggies uh, class of 2010. My husband, Cody, um, is actually a pastor at another church. So unfortunately for you guys, you're not going to get to see him on Sunday mornings, um, which is really tragic because he's actually the cooler of the two of us. Um, so we're hoping to find ways for him to be able to connect with the church um, just in some, some other ways, maybe Friday nights or other nights of the week. Because um, I'm still really active there as well. Um, we have a <clears throat> a one-year-old named Willa. We call her the Willa Beast because she's insane. Um, she's <laughs> super fast or she's asleep. Those are her two modes. And so <laughs> you've probably seen her on a leash. I, we literally have to keep her on a short leash because she has escaped several times. Um, so I've been here just for a few weeks kind of loving and serving uh, your kids and getting to know them and kind of getting my feet wet with the program. And I, I'm familiar with the orange curriculum. Um, I've done that at other churches. That's kind of my background. I've been a teacher and a director in a number of different ways. Um, Pretty much if it involves kids, I've been doing it. (laughs) I can't even go to the zoo or Target without literally running into someone that I've either taught or had some kind of connection with um, over the years. So it's kind of like 
always make sure you have makeup on when you go out. <laughs> um, so my approach to education and will be my same approach with uh, this children's ministry here is a really hands-on, active, fun, messy <laughs> kind of approach. I've been a big advocate for play-based learning um, for a number of years, and I have fought the powers that be to make sure that my kiddos didn't have to sit in a seat for eight hours a day and do worksheets. Um, I, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Kindergarten Cop, <laughs> but you know the scene where like the principal comes in and Schwarzenegger just took over and there's like kids running around, paint everywhere, and everyone's like screaming. I'm not trying to scare you, but those are kind of my dreams <laughs> with this children's ministry. Um, especially as we start looking at some different spaces, um, we're really dreaming big. And I would really like for you to come in and, and see the kids uh, walking around covered in paint and, you know, telling stories and, and making pictures and um, just just making a big old mess to the glory of God. <laughs> Um, if you if you want to be a part of that, we would love to have you. Um, if you like kids and you want to come, maybe you're not comfortable teaching, but you want to come be a helper, gosh, we would sure love to have some helpers. Um, maybe you hate kids, but you're really strong, and you can carry sound equipment in in the morning. Um, that would be super helpful. I am pregnant, by the way. Um, I'm not just chubby. Um, so we are expecting our second baby in February. So if you've ever seen me wrangling Willa and this one and a sound equipment system, it's not a pretty sight. But if you guys uh, are burly and want to, are willing to help, we would love to have your help with that. Um, if you have any resources, books or toys or art supplies or anything you think that could help contribute to the ministry, especially as we look at um, uh, having a bigger space, for, uh, a space that's more conducive for the way that kids learn, uh, we would love to have that. If you can't do anything, pray for us. <laughs> Invest your prayers in the children's ministry and just come and dream with us. We're excited. It's going to be good. Fantastic. So we've already gone a little bit long. We're going to fly through some of this stuff. But uh, we're, we're very excited about where we're headed with our youth group. We're inaugurating our youth group Rust, with Rusty's help. In, uh, in the next two weeks, we're going to have this thing rolling. And it's something we've wanted for a long, long time that has inhibited our growth because we just didn't have the manpower to do it. And now we do. And so I'm super excited about that. Rusty, why don't you tell us what's coming up? All right, cool. So two quick things. So we're starting one, which is step one. <laughs> Woo! All right. So two-pronged two -pronged approach. So starting in two weeks. So next week, the kids will get to graduate, right? So we've been making vests, like little things. So we're going to do the vest thing next week and graduate. Starting the first week in October, we're going to start. The, everybody will be in the music right? So we'll have fifth and sixth graders and up. We'll be in here for the worship. Worship's one of our core values. We're going to keep doing that, right? Because we don't have a youth band yet, right? So if we want to create a youth band, that'd be awesome, but we don't have that yet, right? So they'll be in here for worship, and then we're going to go outside during the sermon, and we're going to chat, right? We're going to talk about those same kind of things, no question off the table. Talk about rest, talk about what's going on in school, because it's going to be a little different, right? Because they have a different world than what we grew up in. Even the younger, even people younger than me, it's different than what they grew up in. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to interact with what the Bible says about that and what God says about that and how we can work through that together. We want to answer those questions. We want to be a safe place. That's what we're shooting for. So every week, sermon happens, we leave, we talk about our thing. The second approach is on the second Sunday of every month, we're going to do a get-together. That's going to be our community kind of feel. So out of that, we're going to do a community um, the first one's going to be the second week in October. We're going to do a, a cookout for all the parents and all the kids, just kind of get to know everybody, meet everybody. But that's where our services can come out of there. We can go serve together. We can go help people together. We can do things out of that every week, every month event.
to do things. So it's this two-pronged approach. So I'm really, really excited, and who knows what it's going to look like and what it's going to be. But, of course, just like everything, we need people to, to come alongside us. I know we've kind of put feelers out before, but please let me know if you're interested in doing some of that. This is not the, like, like we need help, so let's do it. And we don't know what it's going to look like, and I'll have a big 10-year plan, right? But we're going to do it based on the kids that God sends us, and then we're going to play with that. So need your help. Awesome. Now, where are we headed? Uh, a lot of our core values in the youth group and the kids group and things like this are, are clear directions we're going. People ask me all the time, how long are we going to be in a theater? And sometimes those are the people setting up and tearing down, and we don't know the answers to the question. And there's some, like, secret stuff going on that I actually can't tell you today, but I can tell you there's secret stuff going on. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we're, we're, we're in a position where we can be a little more aggressive in pursuing something more permanent is basically all, all I can say about it. Um, there have been some conversations about particular places and some have fallen through, but we would like to start moving towards a more permanent facility. And that's, uh, there's no guarantees. We may be in this theater for the next 20 years or we may be someplace this time next year, someplace different. But we are keeping our eyes open and watching for that. And there's also another super secret thing that only my staff and, and board know, and I'm not gonna tell you any of it, but just know that there's really cool things going on that you have no clue about that are very exciting, so be secretly excited. And we're also starting the falafel waffle truck, which you probably saw parked outside. And this is going to be a ministry to the homeless primarily at the beginning. We would love to monetize it someday to pay for itself, but we've started moving around parts of our budget so that we can finance this thing so that we can regularly get out and feed people who are hungry. And today you're going to get the, the wonderful, wonderful privilege of tasting a falafel waffle for the first time. If you think it sounds disgusting, you're just plain wrong. And uh, Abby's got a, a brief video to show you what's going on out there. Hi, Daylight. We're out here in the parking lot in the falafel waffle food truck waiting for you. We have two delicious options. The Bubba, which is pulled pork, baked beans, and barbecue sauce on top of a falafel waffle. Or the Greek which is pulled chicken, Greek yogurt sauce, feta cheese, and black olives on top of a falafel waffle. Both options are delicious. We can also do made to order if you have dietary needs. See you soon. So as soon as, as soon as we dismiss in just a moment, those that want to go line up and grab your falafel waffle, you can have either the bubba or the Greek, and they're kind of self-explanatory as to which is which. And then if there's more left over at the end, but I encourage you to stick around, meet some people that you never met before. Uh, we, we encourage people to bring folding chairs, pull those out of your vehicles, and, and take a seat and enjoy yourselves. And I also want to say thank you to Abby. So if you get a chance, thank her. She has busted her tail to make this thing happen. I mean, she has scrubbed that truck from top to bottom. She has worked on batter recipes for weeks. I see Rachel and Monica here. They helped us on our, you should have seen the disaster that was our first attempts at making a falafel waffle. And Rachel has culinary experience and showed up and said, well, you need to add this, this, and this. They are currently gluten-free, so if that's an issue, that shouldn't be a problem. Uh, let, let's just call it gluten-friendly in case there was some dust that blew around. I don't know, but um, it's good stuff. I also want to thank Ryan Engler. Did I see Ryan back there somewhere? Or is he out front already? Uh, if you get a chance to meet Ryan, Ryan, he's the guy bouncing around like Tigger from uh, Winnie the Pooh. And... Uh, he, he, he did all the barbecue for us, the pulled pork, pulled chicken, and it is spectacular. And he has this smoker the size of a Volkswagen bug on his, backyard, on his back deck that he did it in. And so thank him. And uh, it's just a celebration, guys. Stick around, enjoy, and here's to another 15, 20, 50 years.